I'm with composer Vanessa Lan and we're here at Conference Room 2 at Classical Next in Rotterdam where we've just had a very interesting discussion about challenges for composers, Vanessa, called Control Alt Compose. I was absolutely delighted with the feedback of the fourth panellist, as I was calling them, the audience. But I think that the fourth panellist, all the audience that were here, were absolutely stimulated and inspired by all the talks by the three composers, yourself, Matthew Whiteside and John Camille Farai. Did you enjoy it, Vanessa? How are you feeling? We're straight afterwards and you've had a few fans come up to you already. (laughs) Well, I so appreciate the chance to share experiences and um, to talk about all of the questions we have being composers. I saw so many composers in the group of the fourth panelist audience and um, it was so reassuring to have everybody nodding and saying, oh yes, when I posed the question, who needs composers? And so many different ideas from the group came out. The ensembles need composers, the performers need composers, but also the community doesn't even very often know that they have composers amidst them and people talking about ways to bring people together, ways to communicate. Um, I was just so pleased that people from all different countries had their own ideas and experiences and Matthew Whiteside saying composers need to do it themselves because other people are not automatically going to know what composers need and want and I completely agree and as John said it's also very hard work and let's embrace the hard work let's do it because we love it we love composing we love getting things created that can bring so much joy to the people playing them sharing them and hearing them and let's try to put our hard work with positive attitudes no complaining let's try to meet the right people let's try to pose the right questions and thank you so much for giving us a chance even with this one hour of like-minded souls to talk about what is going on in our lives and where we can go from here. Matthew Whiteside, it's been a very busy few days, very worthwhile few days, I think you, you would agree. And I suppose we, we, we've both been part of the final conference session here and uh, we were trying to discuss the uh, challenges for 21st century composers. You threw out a very provocative statement, got the ball rolling, and I think everybody just sat up and took notice uh, and it went from strength to strength after that. Yes, my, my provocative statement was streaming is a force for good for contemporary classical composers and I say that from experience over the last year building playlists and starting to get some a reasonable amount of, of money which is paying some element of my rent. There was a positive response which was great to your to your what we thought I suppose was going to be a kind of provocative statement. Yes, there there's not a huge amount of support around streaming within classical music, but I think that is gradually changing. Uh, I was in a session yesterday about the state of the recording industry, and they were talking hu- largely about streaming. Um, and Signum Records were saying that about 60% of their income is now coming from streaming, and about 40% from album sales. I, I, I may be wrong with the details, but it was something like that. And some of the large record labels are starting to become more and more interested in streaming and playlisting and how that can develop new audiences, rejuvenate old, uh, their old back catalogue and just get more income from it for everyone involved. So the challenge has always been dissemination and getting it to a broader audience. This for you is part of the answer. Yes, very much so. This for me is part of the answer for 
getting more people listening to my music, getting more performances because I've had people email me about scores since they've heard uh, my music on a playlist and earning some more money from my music. John, we were talking about some of the challenges for 21st century composers. I'm delighted you you are joining us because you were up so late with your own concert last night. And um, I, I got the feeling that those who attended the session here this morning were really inspired by what you were talking about. Being true to yourself as an artist, following your own path, which has taken a lot of hard work a lot of conviction, uh, a lot of self-belief. I imagine hours and hours of self-doubt as well mm-hmm. along that yes. path. Yeah. And as you were talking about carving these new roads, building these new roads, because you weren't going to travel that kind of virtuoso concert pianist highway. Yeah, or any kind of highway. And what was amazing to me was seeing people nodding as I was speaking. And then I realized that, okay, so the, it's, it's a more general thing of following your own whatever path has been laid for you. Tell us a little bit about this uh, curse that you're talking about, all these different strands of influences that you have in your work. The fact that you are performing your own work as well, I think that's important to say. I mean, it's not music that you're going to hand over this nice tidy envelope with a score to an ensemble or other performers. This music is you, 100%. My own publisher mentioned this to me yesterday, uh, Bosworth Music Sales, that I shouldn't hesitate writing things, which I, I did. I, I, I purposely hesitated to do it before because there's a sense of futility sometimes that you have a, what orchestra would play my stuff, that kind of thing. And that's why I developed this whole way of, of performing on my own with my own kind of like metaphysical imaginary orchestra, which is these electronics and the beats and the samples and the uh, synthesizers and everything. It's a kind of concerto-like thing or a pianist with their imaginary science fiction jazz trio or whatever it would be. And uh, I did it at first out of necessity and imagination. Then it's amazing how it comes then full circle because now there are potentialities for actually writing for orchestra. I don't necessarily need to be involved in that myself. I love being bathed in the the electronic sounds that you're surrounding with and interacting. You're kind of interacting with yourself in some weird ways. I I, I mean, I I just love doing that. And it just amazes me and surprises me when occasionally, once in a blue moon, some other pianist asks me, do you have scores? I want to learn your pieces. I'm like, oh my God, someone else wants to learn this? And then, then I'm, you know, so occasionally I actually write them down. But mostly they're sort of stored up in my head somewhere.